a nightmare. I'm just kind of like waiting for them to die at this point. No. <laughs> it's too much on my plate. Welcome to Founders Vika with Deanna and Desiree. I'm Deanna. And I'm Desiree. We're California attorneys with a passion for empowering small women-owned creative businesses that make beautiful things. So today we're talking about styled shoots. So a styled shoot is um, a shoot that's created by different vendors who come together to put on kind of like a showcase of their work. Usually there's a very clear vision, like a theme to the, the shoot. Um, It usually involves models or sometimes real people that you explain that this is a styled shoot. Um, There could be clothing vendors, definitely you want florists, coordinators, photographers, videographers. Um, It'll be usually a venue or a location that you kind of want to showcase as well. Like maybe you're trying to book there more so you can use this in your SEO. so we're going to talk a little bit about what goes into having a successful style shoot, especially for new people who may have never done one, because there's definitely an imbalance of power when it comes to doing one of these style shoots. Right? Um, like any kind of relationship, it's always a good idea to have a contract, but it's super tricky because you don't want to be like, hey, guys, let's just sign this contract all together. Um, A memorandum of understanding is a good idea, and you don't even have to title it as a memorandum of understanding. It's more like a a written, detailed explanation of who's doing what, who's responsible for what, are there deadlines, are there costs, and who's bearing those costs. And then after the shoot, who's going to be doing what? So when will the photographer or the videographer produce their final images? Um, Who's going to be submitting to publications? those kind of things. So you definitely want to make sure that that is in play. But the other thing that you want to make sure of is, does this work for you as an individual vendor? Um, Do you want to showcase your work with succulents when you're trying to move away from succulents just because you want to work with a higher end photographer? Maybe, maybe you do. (laughs) Um, you know, relationship building is super important in this industry, but, you know, you want to also think about this because this is an investment. You're giving up your time. Usually it's on a um, weekend day because inevitably somebody will be working a nine to five and you want to try to fit it into a weekend. Um, you'll be bearing the cost, which is usually pretty, you know, more on the side of the um, full designers who have to go get flowers and materials to work with. Um, but you, so, you know, in that sense, you want to make sure that it fits your aesthetic and who, you know, what type of client you're looking for. In these instances, would, let's say the hair and makeup artist, would they still have the same contract with, let's say the model in the shoot as they would with like a real bride? Hmm. That's a good question. I think, so the model would usually come from like an agency or something like that. And the contract would not necessarily be directly with the makeup artist. It would be with whoever is doing the, um, arranging the the shoot. Like I used to produce photo sessions as well. Um, And so 
there's kind of a mutual understanding between the vendors about what's going to happen. The model's going to get images for their portfolio. Yes, there is a duty to like, it's not a legal duty in the sense that you want to be like, hey, model, um, you need to tell me <laughs> what you're allergic to and you need to come to the session prepared this way and that way. The nice thing about doing these sessions for makeup artists is that you're working with professionals. You're working with models who already know kind of what's up and how to work with a, a professional makeup artist. Um, but that said, you definitely need a model release, right? Like you definitely need their permission. So with these styled shoots, you want to make sure that all the vendors are in agreement of who's going to be doing the work and who's going to be getting it published. Right. Right. Like a lot of times it's the coordinator who wants to get things published because, and you know, the coordinator has a really good relationship with like a high end exclusive publication, then go for it. You're probably going to get it accepted. Um, but you want to remember that there is copyright involved. So if the photographer is deferring to the wedding coordinator to get the styled shoot published, then just, you know, be aware that you are giving them permission to do that with your copyright. Yep, so, you, you know, in that sense, it's a good idea to make sure that everybody agrees on like the publication, because if it's a publication that doesn't really fit with your, your brand um, or the client that you're trying to attract, it's not really worth your time either. Yeah. And you also want to make sure that all the vendors agree that no one's going to, you know, take pictures on their phone and do any sort of sneak preaks. You want to keep this all um, hush hush until it, it comes out in that publication. Right. Because of exclusivity. Um, you're going to, you might definitely lose the chance of you post sneak peeks. And you also want to make sure that all the vendors talk about how they want to be listed in the publication. Maybe the photographer wants to be listed as the art director. Right. When I was um, producing photo shoots before, like when I was photographer, I would be listed as producer if I wasn't shooting and I was like putting the shoot together. Sort of like in a quasi attorney um, photographer capacity just with my background. So you definitely want to talk about that beforehand, because if you disagree with each other about how people are going to be listed, that is, ooh, that can get complicated. <laughs> that can get complicated really fast and um, defeat the purpose, which is to build relationships and show your work. So, you know, all of this is with a styled session, and that's kind of where the all the vendors have more control, but this is not the same thing as like if you have a real wedding client, right? So in this in these situations with a styled shoot, if there's an exclusivity agreement for the photos to be published, can each individual vendor still post the photos on their own social media and use it in their portfolio? Like in a real wedding? So usually when you're the photographer and you want to um, publish to like an exclusive outlet, you don't share the images with the vendors before you do that. So usually you get them published first and that kind of takes care of that. Um, one of the things that we do in our contract is say to the client that only the photographer or the videographer can submit their work to publications and there's reasons for that number one they own the copyright so they are the only ones with the legal right to do that um number two they have the model release in their contract with their clients already that the model release is built into our contracts number three you want to avoid that exclusivity issue that you're talking about so like if the wedding planner wants to submit photos to uh, a wedding outlet 
um, it might be in conflict with whichever publication that you're trying to submit to as well. And since you own the rights to the photos, you know, you, the professional photographer, um, you should be the one to be submitting. If you want to defer that and give that, you know, ask the coordinator to do that, you can totally do that still. But we want to make sure that everybody's communicating. And when you have a, a real client like that, you will not have as much control and as much relationship building with the vendors. And how would this differ if it was not a real wedding, it's just a styled shoot? If it's just a styled shoot, you could all talk amongst each other because what you're doing is you're picking which vendors you want to work with. So either there's a built-in relationship that already exists or you're creating relationships and you talk it out, you know, in the pre-planning meeting about like, what's the vision? What's it going to, um, what day is it going to be on? What's the weather going to look like? Who's going to produce what? Who's going to um, front whatever cost? Who is going to submit to the publications? So there's a lot more collaboration that happens in a styled shoot. But you don't have that same kind of collaboration available necessarily when you have a real client because you're all working off of like the central hub, which is the client. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. One of the things too that is different about styled shoots and real weddings is that in a real wedding because you don't have that inherent relationship and therefore that like mutual um goal is you definitely want to give your vendors a usage license for any of your work that has copyright so your photographer videographer again um you want to share your work with your vendors and that's totally what you should be doing we should be collaborating and working with each other but re be really clear about what the terms of use are we call that a license so they have a license to use the images or the the video for their commercial use which means like advertising themselves and and posting it on their to their own instagram but maybe you have limitations about no use for paid advertising for example, like you can't go use my images from this wedding to um, print it in a magazine as an ad. Uh, you also want to put down, you know, clearly the do not edit, do not add your own watermarks, don't add filters. Um, still needs to be said this day and age. Yeah. Uh, but you can put things like, please do only use this with providing credit. So here's a list of the vendors and what everybody did. Please make sure you're copying and using this list in all of your, um, your social media so that everybody gets credit, right? So, you know, that's one big way that they differentiate. And it can, you know, the idea of having contracts with vendors, I think, to most people is really off-putting because it feels so formal. Mm -hmm. But the alternative is worse, <laughs> definitely. Yeah. And I don't think that it is off-putting for everybody to know what their rules are going to be. You can also make it really informal, right? Like it can just be an email. It could be an outline. It could be just this like in writing thing, listing out who's doing what, what are the dates and what are the rules? What are the rules of the road? Yeah, definitely better to have something than nothing for sure. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we will see you guys in the next episode. Are you a creative business owner hitting goals and milestones in your business? We want to know and celebrate with you. 
Hit the link in our bio and fill out our form so we can shout you out on the pod. And before we go, there's a few things you should know. Founders Fika is for educational purposes only. Nothing in this podcast should be construed as legal advice. Always consult an attorney licensed in your state if you need legal advice. In some states, like California, this podcast may be considered attorney advertising. 